On the next episode of County Confidential, listen to us discuss certain discontinued chemicals. We're going to talk some more about keys to running a successful business. We'll talk about certain summer pests, the most common. And I'm going to introduce you to my children in a, a very unique way. So how I got started in pest control is obvious through my father. My name is Edward J. Sheehan. Joseph P. Sheehan, Colony Pest Management, Brooklyn, New York. So Colony Confidential is about money. I said I want cash. Business. This particular technician is the reason that we have to ask every potential employee, and are you afraid of bugs? Get out of here. family. Of course, my beloved mother told me I hit the bottom of the barrel. They had sent me to a good Catholic education, and now I'm the goddamn rat catcher. And he asked me if I wanted to take the business over and uh i didn't hell at all i hated pest control but probably more so working for the family business working with family is the toughest thing you'll ever have to do or it could be the best Mint. colony confidential this all has to be edited deleted and burned we're encountering a ton of summer pests out here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if we had our glasses on at age 72 we'd encounter them better probably excuse me uh, drinking so much, I don't understand how they could even see these things. Yeah, I, listen, I hate it, but they're out here. We've seen uh, all the fabulous wildlife that the Hamptons has to offer. Drunk white people, fish, birds, snakes, rabbits, and drunk white people. Mr. Sheehan, have, what have you encountered? Well, this is Ed Sheehan. I'm out here in the east end of Long Island at the Hamptons. I'm having a good time with my grandkids playing baseball, football, you know, that kind of stuff, because, you know, I'm a very active guy. And uh, I've seen bunny rabbits. I've seen a couple of mosquitoes, some other flies. I don't know what they were. I would say saw a lot. I, the snakes were a lot of fun. They, they, they scared a big, big man and you know, shit his pants. Matter of fact, I think he shit his pants. Anyway, <laughs> we're having a good time. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Colony Confidential. We're at the official location where Ed Sheehan buried his grandson <laughs> in trees and shrubs at potentially the height of tick season. I think the statute of limitations on that ran out, didn't it? No, 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 no. It was five years. He's only six years old. There's no statute of limitations <laughs> on his life yet. Oh, Wait, so they decided to play a game of hide and seek. And uh, Grandpa Ed thought it would be hilarious. To let Avery would never be found, but he knew where he was. I was and there too. Where he was not able to be found, I was like, "Dad, where is he?" He was like, "He's over here," and he was buried in dirt, shrubs, and grass. And I was like, "Dad," and there was no ticks on him. Dad, well, thankfully, I was like, "Dad, well, you were in pest control for thirty some, forty some odd years, whatever it was. You didn't think of ticks." In hindsight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Point. Thank you. Thank you. I, th that might actually have been in my favor, everybody. So anyway, so my son gets up. We strip him naked in October on the front lawn of the property. It was in October. Right when was it? It was uh, late September. October, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, October. Late September, October. Same shit. Either way, it was about 55 degrees, and my son was naked in the lawn of the property right, right now, and thankfully he had no ticks on him. Because if, he did, very healthy if he did, my father would not be speaking to you right now. Yeah. So anyway, so, you know, we just had a bug flying through the living room. And uh, my good friend that was shit his pants from the garter snake said, you're not going to kill that. And I said, uh, who the fuck is paying me? And he just left. But it's true. I ain't killing no more bugs without getting paid.
Not even at my own house. And Kish. Most, most of you PMPs out there know and understand it's like any other trade. Like you do a great job everywhere else, but at your home, because at your home, you come home after 18 hours and are like, oh my God, I got to kill a roach in my house. I got to kill a mosquito and whatever it is. I got to do this shit in my house. I don't want to do this in my house. So have you ever been out here before? I was out here. Jesus. Four score and seven years ago. 40 years ago. We were drinking in Brooklyn and a bar was closing and we got the idea. Let's go to Montauk Point. And we actually made it out here. Of course, we stayed awake by drinking beer all the way out here. Allegedly. What's the statute (laughs) of limitations on that? They didn't catch us. Screw them. Anyway, we went out to Montauk Point. We saw Montauk Point. We sat down, had a couple of cocktails, and went back to Brooklyn. And I was out here a couple of years ago to go apple picking somewhere that I don't remember. Almost killed his grandson. How did I do that? Burying him, ticks, Lyme disease, shit like that. You know, almost. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's I didn't that almost was, kill. Oh, here they come now, grandchildren. Come, Cadence. Yeah. Come. What's your name? Cadence. Cadence what? She here. Are you taking over the pest control business? No. Why not? No. Why not? No. No, no. Why not? You got to say why not. Talk All right. Goodbye. Ave. Bye. Come. Here's Avery Sheehan. Ave, what do you got to tell the people out there? Daddy's the best. Correct. Are you going to take I, over the pest control business? Yes. What do we uh, kill? Bugs. That's Tell right. me about rats, Avery. Tell me something about rats. What was your favorite part of the movie? When the rats ran when the guy threw the trash. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was that funny, was right? Cool. Yeah. I got a question for Avery. Do you remember when you and me were playing out here a couple of years ago when you were lining all the weeds and everything? No. See, so you're not scarred. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but Lyme disease would be a serious scar. Correct? Right, Avery? Yeah. You know what? When I go out in that yeah. street tonight, if I walk out in that street, I might get hit in the ass with a torpedo. Unlikely. He didn't get anything case closed. I mean, torpedo, I the the torpedo is very serious. Like, at least use car. I, I, Grandpa. Grandpa's crazy, right? Yes. Who's the biggest kid out here? Grandpa Ed. <laughs> yeah, but, but Ave, don't you love me? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, so we're just out here chilling, having fun. It's kind of a rain day. We uh, drank a lot of rum punch today. We saw a lot of pests, a lot of human pests. Ed Sheehan shaking his head like, I didn't see any pests. That's because he was drinking rum and did not have his glasses on. That combination no, is perfect. You gotta, you know, you've been drinking too much rum. I've been drinking vodka. Uh, whatever you want to be drinking, you're still missing the pests. It's okay. I understand. Oh, oh. I saw that extremely, extremely dangerous spider that was on my chair. I'm not mentioning no names, but the party was freaked out. And what did I do? And eh, I move a muscle. They're beneficial spiders. So you know what? Where did this happen? I wasn't even. This, this happened right out front. You were not involved. I don't know where you were. Probably sleeping off a drunk or something, but <laughs> you were not there. For whatever reason, you were not there. I was probably cooking because I'm cooking. What are you doing? I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> An hour and 45 minutes for breakfast. God damn it. This isn't a luncheonette. Well, I tell you, if you ever, if you ever hook up with Joey, he makes, he makes some good uh, potatoes. Yeah. What do they call that stuff? The potatoes. What I don't know. Whatever they call it, though, it's definitely what they're not serving you in the nursing home you're going to. I'm not going you're to. Go- no, you're going. 
You are going to. It's time. If necessary, time. you will get me a woman in the mid 40s of questionable morals, and she will take care of me. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. And I'm staying home. That's light work. <laughs> we'll have you in the room upstairs. Well, like, Iris what's up there? Me. What's up there? He's up there. Leave him alone. No, I will. I will be staying. I will be staying in the back room on the ground floor. No, no, no. That's in the way. No, you have to be no out shit. of the way. It's perfect. I don't need anybody. I got a bathroom. I got a kitchen. No, but the forty-year-old with questionable morals can't be seen by the children. That's why it's got to be upstairs, out of the way. So when you come, I'll tell her. You know, take the day off. You know, that's not going to happen. I'm not going in no nursing home. They couldn't hold me. I just asked for the codes on the doors. Well, well we have to. But what's not going to happen? Like the nursing home, probably not. But the forty-year-old with questionable morals. I mean, it, yes, you're correct. Forty might be too old. Thirty though would work. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> I'm not picky. <laughs> You and Marty Katz will kill the 30-year-old. <laughs> so what, I, what I'd like to say to my fellow pest management professional, you need to take some time off. And when you do, make the most of it because there ain't a lot of it. Listen, you're working hard. You're making money. Hopefully, it's a good money. By good, I mean a lot. But there's no sense doing all that money when you can't enjoy it or you're not going to live long enough to... See or work until you're up. fucking too old, like well, some of these people do. And to each their own, but I don't care who you are. You do not want to work as an owner past 65. And if you do, I you know I what? Have a very difficult time. If you started your own business and you have a, a relatively sizable business, you're probably burnt out running around by 55, unless you got a good staff behind you. Even you, with a good staff, though. Well, good staff helps. You can take yes, time it off. Yes, hundred percent. Take more time off. But as a business owner with a decent sized business, you should be taking a minimum four weeks a year vacation with your family, and potentially a week on your own without your family. I don't know about that last part. Oh, what do you mean, boys trips, fishing trips, stuff like bullshit. that? What's bullshit about that? I got I got through all of that when I was very young. He's Boys weekends always No, out. but I mean we just we went fishing in the Florida Keys for for three days. We went fishing, we ate, we drank, it was only okay. the guys. Perhaps you're right. I just don't I'm not talking about the botrous weekends. I agree. Everybody gets through it out at a certain time. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, you're right. I agree with you. I'm not talking about going to Breezy Point with a tons of pros and just getting crazy in a jacuzzi, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that last statement is bullshit, by the way. Allegedly. No, for truth. No, it's a le- it depends on who we're talking about because it's a legend. Could be me, could be Eddie, could be you, could be Jamie. Oh, he just said, oh, shit, I didn't think that getting, far. I think, I think you got a better chance of getting hit in the ass with a torpedo out here on Wakeman Road. Where are we? Spraying the kids down with off so there's no bugs getting on. Yes, off. That's we a good want precaution when you're down here and or anywhere you are where there's a possibility. So many diseases going around now. Anyway, yeah, there's, uh, you got to take precautions with yourself and the kids. Be aware there's several types of diseases that are here now and probably more that are coming we don't even know about. Right, and the ones we do know about and have known about since you started your business, like uh, little things like Lyme disease. And burying kids Lyme disease trees didn't come. Uh, like no, that. Lyme disease didn't come until uh, we didn't find out about it until the mid eighties. Mm. And where where did, where did it start? In Lyme, Connecticut. That's how it got the name Lyme disease. Uh, all I know is you buried my son somewhere where he could have gotten it. All I know is that we had a good time, and you couldn't find him, and he's still alive. And but it's true him. though. Ed Sheen, 
Ed Sheehan, something about him and diseases because his current canine has Zika. What? What do you mean? Your, his dog's head is super small and body's <laughs> mad big. Isn't that what Zika is? I wish we had photographs or uh, video here to show you how what a beautiful, sweet soul this dog is. Just for the record, a picture or video cannot show soul. And the dog's head, just let me put it in perspective. The dog weighs 60 pounds. 57 pounds is the body and three pounds is the head. The dog got Zika. I want to go on record that St. Joey Sheen is prejudiced against Puerto Ricans because this dog was a rescue from Puerto Rico. (laughs) That has nothing to do with my assessment of her small head. You're a Puerto Rican bigot. The dog's head is super small, indicative of Zika, and Ed Sheehan refuses to test the dog for Zika. And if he did, we would find out the truth. But instead, he wishes to say I'm a bigot. Listen, this dog. The dog does have a fat ass, though. (laughs) Like Kim Kardashian, your favorite. (laughs) Regardless of what you're saying. Regardless of what you're saying. she's, She's a very sweet animal. Okay, you don't like her. But you know what? Nobody likes Nobody or dislikes her. We're like talking about dog. her little ass head and a big dog, ass. The dog doesn't like Joey. She's afraid of him because every time she likes, oh shit, Joey's coming. I have to throw her outside. She's so nervous peeing all over the place because she knows he's such Because she knows a real motherfucker is coming in the house and, and I ain't taking no bastard. shit. Nasty I ain't bastard. taking no shit from no Zika infested dog. So what does this got to do with pest control? Does the dog always pee still oh, every yeah. time it sees you? <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm like that. Do you, do you want to not take the dog for a walk? Let me just go talk to it outside. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. She's getting better, though. Yeah. Okay, yes. summer pest. The worst summer pest, that's our friends, the yellow jackets. And you're going to see them around anywhere there's fruit or any kind of sweet things. But usually we found them around a lot of fruit stands and some garbage pails, primarily in uh, sports stadiums, but they could be in any garbage pail. And they're highly aggressive and you could find them anyway. They could be uh, behind aluminum, aluminum. That was a long time ago. Vinyl siding. Now they could be behind (laughs) vinyl siding. They could be in the ground. I mean, these, and these things, I've never been stung, but I've seen people that got stung and it seemed like it really hurt them a lot. You know, it's funny that you say that, right? Because yellow jackets really just sting you and hurt you. And it's minor unless you're allergic. My point to this is, is, and you'll hear about this, we'll touch on this briefly in our podcast where Jeff White is a guest. But the truth of the matter is, is like we're more concerned with pests that are non-vectors than we are with pests that are vectors of disease and that are transmitting disease. A yellow jacket does not transmit disease. And you'll hear with Jeff White, bed bugs do not transmit disease. And these other pests, summer pests for real. And summer, obviously, we're in the Northeast and we only get these for a short period of time. But mosquitoes, ticks, these are true vectors. Mosquitoes are the deadliest. Animal. They're so deadly that more experienced people like myself will remember when they took away the DDT for us because it was terrible. Right. And, and DDT is still being used in parts of the world to control mosquitoes. That's a fact. They had to bring it back in Africa because. Millions of kids were dying over there from, from malaria and other diseases caused by the mosquito. So maybe they should have taken the DDT off the farms and we could have kept it in urban pest management. In my opinion, you don't find too many uh, bald eagles inside buildings. Uh, Not to mention, what did they find was the true cause of the egg issue with the bald eagles? Wasn't it the talc? Not Yeah, it was else? the talc that was in. Yes. So, they, you know, DDT, by the way, 
If you ever see pictures of victims of those uh, death camps in World War II and they're blowing stuff on, up their armpits and down their bellies and stuff to kill all the lice and everything, that was DDT. And it was considered a wonder drug at the time. And it probably saved a lot of lives. So being that you go all the way back to the crustacean period, in your opinion, why did it come off the market? It was a book which wasn't true by Rachel Carson called Silent Spring. And she said she did a lot of experiments and she published their results. And when people tried to duplicate those experiments, they never came out the same. They were never ba as bad as she said. So, so you think the book was the main cause? I think the book was read by a lot of politicians and people that, you know, a lot of trust fund babies or people that have nothing to do with it. And they said, okay, we can, we can really cause a lot of trouble now. And uh, politicians got on it because they don't give a shit whether it's true or not. As long as a lot of people are bitching, a minority of people are causing the majority of sound or agitation. They'll get on it because all they want to do is uh, have to get elected next time so I can uh, put some more money in my pocket. And if you doubt that, check every elected politician and see how much money he had before he got elected. Then you tell me how much he had after he either got defeated, hopefully got kicked out after two terms or left after 40 or 50 years. Or became president, retired, and then was uh, making millions for doing nothing. Well, he president and seduced a number of women and then uh, retired. And his wife helped him, by the way, to not get caught or not get punished for it. Um, a very serious family event going on right now. I have to go handle. Sorry about that. Oh, there was a mild disturbance amongst his children. Uh, hammock issues. I'll tell you right now, if you got a vacation home, you need to get a hammock. Because this hammock, we put the kids in a hammock, and for like 11 hours, we don't hear from them until they start to fight over about whose turn it is next. But uh, what else were we talking about? I think one of the... One of the um, oh, vector diseases. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> but one of the uh, pests of summer that we would get a call about and people would be panicky would be mud dog or wasps. And they're not there to hurt you. If you have a pool in your yard... They're coming for the mud because they're like the world's greatest masons. They're going to build their nests for the winter and stuff for the summer for their kids. And they're quite intricate and lovely to watch. And if you don't disturb them, they're not going to disturb you. They just want the mud or some moisture or something. And then they go about their business. They're out to work. That'd be like if you went to, went to work for the day and somebody tried to kill you. Sorry to interrupt. Not really. Well, we were talking about DDT and uh, the government taking away. Do you think. I know this is going to be tough for you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. Do you think there's any legitimacy to the government taking DDT away? Like any yes. good reason? Yeah. Don't for be them, a wise ass either. For them, yes. They got votes. But you know what? Here's the thing. I'm not As really you brought about up, votes. You know what I'm asking about. Like, do you yeah, think it's legit? No, no. What they did, what they did is they didn't do their research. If they did, maybe the DDT could have been mixed with a different carrying agent instead of the talc, which is the thing that was killing the birds. And we would have still had that, and it was a wonderful tool. So maybe they should have researched it. Maybe, maybe the chemical companies should have did some. You know what? I say that maybe, but it didn't matter. They weren't going to take that serious. They were hell-bent in getting rid of it because it is a false book that Rachel Carson printed. And today she's considered a hero. By so many people, but it, the results what, though, that she got. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff out there showing that what she said was bullshit too, though. Yeah, I said that. that no, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of that that may have been suppressed in the past is now coming to light, yeah. and people. So maybe we'll get it back. 
Probably not, but <laughs> but so listen. So we talked about DDT. Let's talk about another. While we're on the topic, another band top. Bourdain. Yes, that was good. Yes, that was good. The reason I say it was good, the the, the chemical was fantastic. It would last for about forty years. It was bad because you know out here in Long Island they have underground water systems, so we were screwing up their water. Well, the water um, table here is high, and that, that's the did issue. It, did that's it, even why we can't use Termidor for liquid termite treatments out here. What they didn't bring up in that, and I, I think it was good that they banned it, but to blame everything on Claudine, they forgot that for hundreds of years, Long Island was nothing but potato farms, and they used a lot of pesticide on the potato farms that went into the groundwater too. So, But what I liked about banning the Claudine was they came up with another product that you were lucky if it lasted a year. We, as entrepreneurs, the backbone of American society who produce more money than Trump and all the other guys, real cash, real money, with a backbone of the nation, by the way. We no longer gave out five-year guarantees. We gave out a one-year warranty that you had to renew at the end of the year. Almost like insurance. And if you didn't renew it, then, you know, if you saw them again, you're on your own, buddy. Make sure your contracts are... You got to have proper contracts. Ship, ship. And we got more money. We made a lot more money that way. And then we came out with the Bates, which you made a lot more money. But so, that, was a, that was a huge change. Losing the Claudine was a huge change. It was, it, was, it was traumatic. I didn't do termite work after that. I farmed it out. When I started in 2003, I did not want to do termite work. And then in, when did we buy Fat Billy's business? 2005, 2004? <laughs> you mean Billy? Fat Bill. Bill Hull, anyway. he was the coffer, the hacker. We don't want to say too much because you, you never know what could happen out here. We bought Fat Billy's business and he had about 20 termite renewals and they were used with, I mean, it might as well have been urine. And that's where I learned real termite work because, again, as my father said, he didn't do termite work. So, And that's where we really bought into baits and learned about baits. Well, I did do termite work from 1967 so Claudine so went away. So whatever Claudine went away. And then well, that's it just what I'm saying. What happened, though, too, the business had taken a dramatic change. We, we're now doing some high-end work, particularly in healthcare facilities. So I'm not going to jeopardize a fifty, jeopardize a fifty or $60,000 a year account that I got to sneak a guy out to help somebody do a termite job. I can give it to somebody else and get a percentage of the job, and I don't have to worry about callbacks. What happened? Hold on. We have an emergency here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an emergency. We have to break in here. The grandchildren seem to be having an altercation here. Uh, possible might into come into a fight. Uh, we're, getting a, we're getting a dope here. Who started what? And uh, Hold on. I'll give you. I think somebody hit Cadence or Cadence hit somebody. We're working it out. They're in the court now with their father. He's getting all the girls got. Got his son so by the neck. He's choking him. Nobody can play and, each other anymore? Uh-oh. No problem. I think the games are over. We're all going to go to bed. You two are going to go to bed, and you two are going to go to bed. Oh, they're all being sent to bed. You know, I don't know care you, who you are, or how old or how young. We've all had to deal with that bullshit of you've been bad and got to go to bed. Man, it's terrible. <laughs> We've flown in a mediator. I need, I, need, I need to get the truth. All right, we have to take a break here now. The kids are going to be waterboarded till they give out the truth. I can see this is serious. I'll be back. I want to go watch. Go to the bedroom. <laughs> uh oh. All right, we're back in court now. Judges in session. We got these four kids. And the question is 
after this tremendous fight if they want to be friends now. And uh, the judge is talking to them now. Kids look very serious. He's threatening them with uh, they can't sleep together in the same room. The question now before the children is if they don't want to be friends anymore. Stay tuned for the answer. Oh, you're not going to believe this. Joe Sheen is sounding serious, giving out sound advice to these kids. Question, the, the message is you shouldn't hit anybody. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the ultimate threat. No fun for the next several days. Oh, my God, my heart is sinking. Just thinking of when this was done to me. This is the ultimate degradation for kids. No fun. Oh, shit. This is Jeff White from Bedbug Central, and you're listening to Colony Confidential. So summer pests, summer pests. Summer pests are two-legged children. We were just talking to some of them. Anyhow, um, going back to uh, summer pests. Please, please. Another summer pest that, you you know, you'll see is stored product pests, particularly now that the weather is warming up. And they'll probably come earlier than usual because of climate change. You need to be aware of that. They The, the, the ones that I found to be the most prevalent in my time were the sawtooth grain beetle and this beautiful, what was it, Mediterranean meal moth or something, uh, buff wings. It was an outstandingly beautiful insect. What was it? I'm just looking at you like I can't believe I'm in the same exact conversation we had last week. Indian meal moth. Oh, Indian meal moth. Yeah, Indian meal moth. Anyway. Nursing home. This, um, here we come. The, the reason the reason that um, these uh, occur is because people don't believe in FIFO, which is first in, first out. They just, if you had five packages of something that you bought, cereal or whatever, and you used up three of them and then you bought some more, you wouldn't take the last two. And use them up first. You just leave them there and put the new boxes in front of them. And then when the heat builds up, the insects start popping. The standard operating procedure for that was we confiscate all the... Uh, <laughs> confiscate, that's a good word. We do you a favor, of course, we charge for it. And we take out all the cereal or other things we feel may have uh, insects in them. We dispose of them properly, which is usually we take them to a homeless shelter. The biggest summer crazy pests and what concerns the public the most are mosquitoes and ticks really especially here where we are right now it's like mosquito and tick heaven you got to hire a professional don't know do it yourself stuff yes off works long pants work all of that but if you have a any size property 60 by 100 10 by 10 whatever it is have a professional treater for you we're we're getting into the height of tick season right now you really just need to be diligent with children especially not only that, you need to be careful of your dog, possibly a cat too, but, but primarily a dog when you walk it, particularly if it's in a uh, wooded area, because that dog will bring home the ticks and the ticks will get on your kids that way or you. So when you take a walk, dog for a walk in a wooded area, basically anywhere, just, you know what, take a comb and comb them out, check them out, make sure he, doesn't, or he or she doesn't have anything on it. That was a bunch of ticks being combed off my dog. You heard them falling out. So another thing, uh, a lot of people overwater their plants. And the insects, these fungus gnats, they're in the dirt, they're in the plant. but They're coming from someplace, either in the dirt or in the plant. I'm not sure where. I'm going to guess in the plant. But anyway, the more you water, the more moisture there is, the more of these things that you see. 
what can you do as a, a pest management professional? You can, you know, if you if you want, you can tell them to put the plant outside and the sun will dry it out. You can tell them to stop watering the plant. We find this, I found this a lot in commercial buildings. Somebody comes in and waters the plants. Oh, they look a little thirsty. And then he walks away. It's coffee break time. And somebody else is around the plants and they go, you know, they weren't watered today. So they're just overwatered. And this is what creates the problem. Now, I don't know what chemicals are present now to alleviate these things. The simplest way was just to dry it out. I'm not going to. Still, still what we try and do to dry them out or discard the plants. Yeah, tell them the plant's no good and take it and sell it somewhere. I'm not going to tell you some of the things I did because um, I don't want to give up a trade secret. Very good, very um, good. But anyway, oh, hold on, hold on. Newsflash. There's more. Newsflash. The big altercation tonight between the kids has been solved. They're all friends again. No black eyes, no, no, uh, no swollen lips, no busted knuckles. Everybody's friends again. So the world is at peace once again in this little area of the world that I'm in anyway. So I know you were all biting your nails. Wharton was, this was going to be straightened out, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. America. It has been straightened out. Mr. and Mrs. America. Who the hell are they? <laughs> so that summer's pests, including the children, at its finest. Tonight in this podcast, you got the good, the bad, and the cute. That was a little ugly in there, too. This is Ed Sheehan thanking Mr. and Mr. America and all the ships at sea for listening into Colony <laughs> Colony Confidential once again. I wish you good health, good knockers, schlauncher, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again. In the meantime, God bless you. This is Joe Sheehan from Colony Confidential. I just want to thank you for listening to our Summer Pest Edition, direct to you from the Hamptonsies. This was a lot of fun, this episode. On the next episode of Colony Confidential, listen to Ed Sheehan's first time in a big house. <laughs> of course, they run up to you and say, you know, I'm in here in a bum rap. I'm, so I'm trying to do my work. Another guy comes up, bum rap. I go, hold on. I jump up on the table. I tell him, hey, pay attention. The only guilty guy in here is me, and they haven't caught me. I know you're all innocent. I don't want to hear the shit. Just let me get rid of the goddamn roaches. <laughs>